This podcast is proudly sponsored by Joro Protein, a Rhode Island plant-based protein supplement company designed for athletes and adventurers. They deliver 25 grams of protein, 5 grams of BCAAs, and 18 essential vitamins and minerals. It's non-GMO, it's gluten-free, it's allergen-free, no artificial flavors, no added sugar or stevia, and it has no additional gums, thickeners, or fillers. Right now, you can get 30% off on this podcast with the code JOROROADYSTRENGTH2022, and you can find them at JOROProtein.com. This podcast is brought to you by Phase CBD. That's P-H-A-Z-E. They are a local Rhode Island company who makes and manufactures a wide-ranging variety of CBD products that are formulated specifically for athletes. It doesn't matter if you're a CrossFitter, a strongman, bodybuilder, or powerlifter. These products are for you. These products range from tinctures to seltzers to even roll-on applicants. By supporting this business, you're supporting a local Rhode Island business and you're supporting this podcast directly. Please check them out at phasesports.com. Cool. You guys ready? Yeah, that sounds great. We can jump right in. Let's do it. What's going on, guys? Dr. Matt here, host of the Roadie Strength Podcast. We got uh, co-host Jeff on today and special guest Alex Jones Duffy of Future Form Nutrition. What's going on, guys? Not a lot. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Of course, of course. Uh, so I'm going to give you a brief intro, Alex. I know it's your first time being on the podcast. Uh, and if I screw anything up, just let me know and we'll, we'll fill in the, uh, in the holes as we go through. But uh, you are the CEO of Future Form Nutrition. Uh, uh, current current or previous competitive bodybuilder? Previous. Cool. Maybe cool. future. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And uh, previous uh, collegiate football player? Yep. Where did you play? Uh, Air Force Academy. Very cool. Awesome. And uh, all right. So we're going to get right into some of the rapid fire questions. Uh, these I like mostly just for me because I find them interesting, but I hopefully the viewers and listeners uh, also get some interest out of them. So yeah. first one we got, uh, I'm a big coffee guy. So I always like to know where's your favorite coffee shop. And basically it could be anywhere, like maybe like hometown where you're living now or anywhere in the U.S. Yeah. So, I mean, I honestly don't have a favorite coffee shop. I prefer coffee in my kitchen. Um, but I will say I'm from Texas and uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with HEB. It's a grocery store down there, but they have a coffee called Texas Pecan that is like, it's awesome. So oh, I'm all about the Texas Pecan in the comfort of my kitchen. <laughs> okay, cool. Shout out HEB. Yeah. <laughs> I never heard of it. You heard of it, Jeff? I know HEB, I know the grocery chain, but I, I haven't heard of that grocery store or that uh, coffee brand. Fire. Yeah, yeah, it's it's by HEB. It's actually like half okay. a day, and they make their own coffee. But Texas Pecan, it's it's awesome, man. It's my favorite. Okay, cool, cool. I'm gonna have to check that out next time I'm in Texas. For sure, man. For sure. What, what's your go-to at home? Like, what do you do? Do you do the traditional, just uh, like hot drip coffee, or how do you make it? Curing. <laughs> hey, there you go. I'll pour it a little, a little, a little K cup or whatever, and you know, just make it out of that, and then I'll do uh, like, uh, what is it? The uh, French vanilla. Uh, no sugar. Uh, so okay. just a little splash that and I'm good. That's it. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Love it. And you go hot usually? Yeah. Hot yeah. My, my wife loves the, the cold iced coffee, but I'm hot coffee drinker all the way. Nice. Even in Texas? Even in Texas. Even <laughs> in, I'm, I'm born and raised. So I'm used to the heat. It doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, it's it's been hot in uh it's been hot in Rhode Island these past few days. And I'm I'm a hot yeah. coffee drinker too. And even this morning I'm like 
it's like 90 degrees out. Should I switch to ice? <laughs> nah, I got to keep it going. This just in the. It's funny to hear y'all too. Like, so I, I live in Indiana now. Okay. And everyone here is like, oh my God, it's going to be a really hot day, really hot summer. And I'm walking outside, it's like 90, 95. I'm like, dude, this is <laughs> it's not bad at all. Bad. Yeah, we're not uh, used to it. <laughs> not, not at all. Uh, next question we got for you is similar. Uh, your favorite breakfast spot? Uh, so again, going back to Texas, uh, Magnolia Pancake House. It's, uh, you know, I think it's just a local chain down there, but I mean, they have like the best pancakes. I usually get like a big tall stack of like five or six and just go through them. And I'll, I'll take them down in like 20 minutes. Oh, oh Magnolia Pancake House all the way. Pancakes okay. and PRs. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Any any specific type like blueberry, chocolate, banana, or just classic? I classic. I actually I yeah I have tried blueberry. I've tried like the chocolate chip pancakes. Just classic. Just give me some syrup and I'm I'm, I'm good. I mean, you can't beat buttermilk pancakes. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> uh, next question we got for you is kind of a hit or miss. So if you have something off the top of the head, awesome. If not, we can skip it. But uh, celebrity crush. Yeah. And uh, we we don't uh, we don't discriminate. Could be either gender. If it's a, <laughs> if it's a you know anyone you crush it on is fine. <laughs> so I mean honestly, I, I don't have I don't have a celebrity crush. Um, I think growing up, um, you know, I, I had two. One was Pamela Anderson, Baywatch, yeah, yeah. And, then, and the other one was uh, I don't remember her actual name, but uh, Topanga from uh, Boy Meets World. Like those are my two oh. celebrity crushes back in the day. You know what I'm talking that's about? That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> one, man. That is that is not one that I would have ever thought of hearing, and that is a good one. I think everybody that watched Boy Meets World had a crush on Topanga, oh, yeah. so I re- totally respect that. Yeah, for real. That's a great answer. <laughs> Uh, next question we got either either or or and or a uh, place you've traveled recently or any trips that you have planned coming up yeah uh, so I have two trips coming up um, my wife and I we're going to go to Chicago for just a couple days get away from the kids and then we're going to take the kids to uh, Europe so we're going to see my wife's family in England in October and then we're going to go see my sister in Paris so uh, wow. yeah that should be fun should be fun that's real cool. Yeah, I, I'm doing the flight over there a little bit because my kids are two and four years old, so I'm not sure how that, you know, ten twelve hour flight over there. But I mean, we'll we'll find yeah. out. So Godspeed. Godspeed. Yeah. Yeah, good luck. That. Good luck. Yeah. That'll be fun. Oh man. So wait, wait. I, I want to kind of jump into that a little bit. So you're is your wife yeah. from England as well? Yeah. Yeah. So she was oh, okay, born cool. and raised in Warrington, England. It's like thirty minutes away from Manchester. She moved to Texas. Um, when she was about 15 or so. And my sister and I were raised in Texas. My sister moved to New York. Um, she met her husband um, in New York. She was a lawyer. He was an economist. And they got married. And, and he lived, And he was actually from Paris. So she moved over there with him and his family. And uh, this will be the first time I've actually gone over there to see him. So I'm excited. That's awesome. That's so exciting. Yeah, yeah. Never That's been to Paris. Cool. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to be there. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, next question we got for you is one book that either you've read recently that you liked, and this could be audible too, or even a podcast, honestly, uh, right. one book that's you read recently that you liked or something that just you read in the past and you really liked impacted your life, something like that. Um, so there's only one book that I've ever read. I think that's like really impacted my life. Um, it's kind of nerdy. It's called the elegant universe. It's by Brian green. It's, uh, it's basically a book on string theory. So like particle physics, um, quantum mechanics, things like that. And I read that in college and, um, 
it just changed the way that I looked at everything. Like, you know, my existence, reality, the universe. I, you know, I, I love science. And uh, yeah, that book, I think, changed the way that I, that I looked at just life in general. Um, most recently, uh, I read a book called Seven Eves. Uh, it's science fiction. It uh, literally took me like a year and a half to read just because I could only read pieces of it. But I mean, it, it was a really fun book to read. That book was, it was really, really good. So if you guys like science fiction, highly recommend it. Okay, sure, sure. So re real quick, kind of going back to it for, you know, yeah. those of us that have watched many, many or listened to many uh, Joe Rogan episodes you yeah. know, and listened to the the more scientific community. String theory for those of us like me that are, you know, science illiterate, what would you kind of say is so appealing about that? And what would be like the layman's term explanation of string theory for, you know, people that wouldn't really even know where to begin? Yeah, so um, I think there's there's two real um, schools of thought. Of, yeah, I guess you could say schools of thought around, uh, you know, the, the physical laws of our universe. And you have on a grand scale, special relativity and general general relativity which govern the laws of physics at a grand scale right so we're talking about like gravity things like sure. that uh and then on a quantum scale or a small scale you have um quantum theory or particle physics and the two don't really mix that well uh so scientists uh have been searching for like years for answers to basically join these theories like a unification theory if you will and there's a couple different theories string theory is just one of those theories that would unite these two schools of thought and the basis behind string theory if i can just kind of build it down is you know when you break apart molecules um break apart atoms all the way down to like a subatomic level um it's hypothesized that you'll get to a point where everything is basically the same and string theory basically says that everything once you break it down to a small enough particle becomes a string and all these particles that we see these subatomic particles muons gluons um you know uh, quarks uh, bosons all those particles are actually like i guess you call it strings of energy that just vibrate at different frequencies so it's all basically strings they just vibrate differently and that's the particles that we observe so that's fascinating that might actually be the first time i've had it explained to me <laughs> and relatively speaking understood it i mean i can't tell you how many times i've watched youtube videos on schrodinger's cat and that oh, whole hypothesis yeah. and and just you know again trying to nerd out trying to understand physics and quantum mechanics and all those things like it, it's, it's fascinating to me i'll profess man when i when i read it i probably understood at the time and i've gone back a couple times and like tried to read it again I understood maybe like half of it. <laughs> like, <laughs> they, yeah, they start getting into, you know, things like, and I'll just, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole, but um, the standard model, which is, you know, the, the, the theory that governs like particle physics, sure. um, it only works in a universe with 10 dimensions, right? So like we live in a universe of four dimensions. You have three spatial dimensions and you have one time dimension or temporal dimension. So like this theory of like, where those other six dimensions go, it gets into like, uh, I think they call them Calibi Yao spaces and they're kind of curled up little, yeah, I'll, I'll stop there. No, no, it's, it, but it's, it, it's, it's really, really difficult to grasp, but like if you can just grasp like the general and special relativity part of it, I mean, you can associate it to like everything that you see and interact with on like a day-to-day -day basis. Like that's the big part that I took away from it. 
Sure. No, that's totally fascinating. But not only that, I just love watching Matt's eyes glaze over through that. Dude, <laughs> honestly, like... Yeah, I'll put you to sleep, so... No, I, that's interesting. I'm going to have to go on a YouTube rabbit hole after this because, like, I've taken so many science courses, like, through my schooling, like, chemistry, mm-hmm. physics, but never anything like that. So I'm going to have to do some deep diving and try to... It's, try it's to, cool, man. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was... I was... I'm So I'm typing these out. I didn't catch the name of the second book you said. Seven. Oh, Seven Eves, like Adam and Eve, Seven Eves. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah. And I'll, I'll give you like very short synopsis on that, right? So it's it's a really thick book, broken up into like three parts. Um, the first part, basically the premise is that some unknown object collides with the moon and the moon breaks up into a couple pieces. And basically all these pieces of the moon are going to keep hitting each other and scientists figure out that eventually over the next couple of years, the whole earth is going to be kind of covered in like moon bits and all those bits are going to come down because of gravity and destroy the earth. So the whole first part is like humans getting off of earth. And then the whole second book is like humans trying to adapt to like life in space. And you know, you, you feel, you get the whole like societal struggles, like these clans kind of start to form. And that's like the whole second book. And then the third book is like 5,000 years later where, you know, humanity has completely progressed past, um, you know, our primitive, quote-unquote, primitive forms of being. And now we have like seven different races that are based off the people that were left alive still in the second book. So it's it's a great read, man. I, I seriously hope they make it into like a movie or a series or like a trilogy or a, a, a TV series or something someday. Sure, so sure. I would love to see it like actually played out. So, Man, it sounds fascinating. You can tell I'm a huge nerd, so... <laughs> no, hey, it's that's actually one of the things I love about this as we've gone through this and meeting different people in the health and fitness industry. It, it's actually kind of a common theme. We're all kind of nerds in our own way, and yeah. that's kind of what drives us into this. And not only that, on the rest days, we have a lot of time to kill, so <laughs> got to find something interesting. Yeah. I love it. Hey, and uh, that's the nature of rapid fire. It's almost never rapid, which is totally fine. <laughs> So uh, we got next next question for you is uh, similar, but favorite podcast. And again, this could be something that just you kind of like sit back, turn on just to kind of like let the time go by something that's maybe entertaining or uh, something that's educational. So um, Radiolab, so I listen to like a lot of NPR. So Radiolab is a good one. Um, Snap Judgment, This American Life. I, I like podcasts that tell like, that tell like real stories about, you know, people and, and, the obstacles that they've overcome. Um, I just, I'd like to hear those stories. So yeah, those are probably my, my top three. That's okay. awesome. This yeah. American life is a great podcast. Yeah, it is. Man. It is. And then we got last rapid fire question for you. Again, same, same idea could be entertaining, educational, even like funny, but a uh, favorite Instagram accounts right now. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I, I, I'm trying to stay off of social media because I, you know, I, I think it's it's part of like marketing, right? Like you have to be engaged in social media, right? It's part of, you know, just the whole digital experience. But um, when I'm actually like looking for stuff and reading through content, um, I have a buddy of mine that his name is Trey Jewett or John Jewett. So he's a an IFBB pro. He competes in the 212 class. Um, he has some really, really great content out. Um, so I like, you know, going through his content. And then um, Knees Over Toes guy, have you guys yep. seen? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, his, yeah. His stuff is great. Like, he he has really 
Uh, I've definitely taken some of the stuff that he teaches and put it into practice. Uh, I have terrible knees. I'm 6'6". I'm six, six. So, like, I spent, like, my entire, you know, younger years trying to avoid, like, directly putting pressure and stuff on my knees. Um, and, you know, his teachings are kind of completely contradictory to that. It's like, you know, if you don't train them, then they're going to end up wearing out when you do train them. So I've been, like, deliberately trying to increase, uh, you know, my, my, my joint strength and, and, and rebuild my mobility in my knees, my ankles. So he's got yeah, really, really good stuff there. Uh, fascinating. You're not the first person that uh, has been a huge fan. I'm I'm a fan too of knees over toes guy. That's that's a common answer on here, he, yeah. and he's big right now. And I think he's he's really impacting a lot of people. And he's got a lot of great ideas, yeah. a lot of positive impacts. Mm. Yeah. I, I will throw another one out there, and I don't I don't know I don't know how I feel about him yet, but uh, and I'm sure y'all have heard about him, but like Liver King. Sure. Oh, oh my <laughs> god. Sure. <laughs> so yeah. I started following you, and like I, I I still don't know what to think, man. Like I I, I know the whole like. I don't know if you call it beef, but like with him and Joe Rogan, I have my opinion. I, I don't think he's natural, but I personally don't care. Like, whatever, man. Like, if you want to do it, that's cool. Um, yeah. but I, I like some of the stuff that he teaches. He's just entertaining. He's just like a character, you know? Like, that's that's really the only reason why I like listening to him. He's just funny. So Sure, sure. Our producer uh, of Game Day RX, shout out Chris, loves Liver King. I mean, huge <laughs> fan. Can't get enough Biggest of him. Biggest fan. Biggest fan. <laughs> he's a trip, man. He's a trip. Do you follow um Derek More Plates More Dates? Have you seen that no. guy? No, he's he's a uh, he's more on YouTube, but he's a he's um, pretty interesting. He's an interesting guy. He's he's super open to um his own steroid usage. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's a he's a bodybuilder, and uh, his big stick is that like he'll answer questions on steroids use essentially, just very openly. Right. And uh, another piece of his like uh entertainment is like so people will send him stuff like. Hey, like, do you think Liver King's on steroids? And he'll try to like analyze. <laughs> and obviously, you never know for sure, but he'll kind of yeah, put yeah, his yeah. two cents in there. But uh, more days, I like that. It's yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's got a, He's got. He's real. He's a really smart guy. He's got no background in um, like uh, any sort of formal education when it mm -hmm. comes to um, like health and health and fit fitness, like science. Uh, but he's like really, really well read, and uh, you can tell he's a smart guy. So he's something. To, yeah. He's someone to check out too. Well, I'll check him out. I've listened to a couple of his episodes of his podcast. He's really well detailed in his research. I mean, for somebody that doesn't have a formal education or a formal background in research, I mean, it, it was actually pretty impressive. Nice. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, going back to the, the first guy I mentioned, John Jewett, that's like, that's the same kind of content he puts up there. And he, ha he actually has a, a coaching university um, where it's like, I want to say a six-week program or 12-week program. And he's very open about like his PED use and, and talks about, um, you know, the best way to, to, to cycle and, and, and he's very much, you know, build naturally first and then, you know, jump on that stuff. And he, he's really unique in the sense that he wasn't, he's been bodybuilding. Actually, we did the first competition together. So like my first competition was his cool. competition. And before he did that, he was actually a power lifter and he held a couple different state records in Texas. So I mean, wow. he already had like the strength and the build. And then, you know, he transitioned to bodybuilding. And I mean, talk about discipline. I mean, he dials in like not only like, like macros, right? Like we all count calories and count macros and all that stuff. I mean, he gets down like the micronutrient level. And I mean, he's got a, a PhD. He's a registered dietitian. So, I mean, he, he knows oh my stuff. So, yeah, That's fascinating. Yeah, I'm actually going to check him out right after this. Yeah, he, he's yeah, a really cool guy. That's awesome. And cool. then is that J-O-N or J-O-H-N? Uh, J O A J O H N. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. 
Yeah, yeah. His uh, his uh, his program is called J Three University. So okay. Yeah, he's a real really smart guy. Um. All right. So we're gonna transition uh slightly into some of your history, Alex. Uh. So kind of hitting some bullet points here. Kind of how did you get into competitive athletics? Maybe starting with football, um, and then maybe that transition into bodybuilding. Yeah, sure. So, um, I mean, truth be told, I got it. I didn't get into football until like middle school. I never played before. I never watched football really. I can, you know, catch a game or two here and there. Um, I was always more into basketball. I played like soccer growing up. Uh, I was in gymnastics when I was younger. Um, so I did a lot. Like, I did almost every sport except for football. And then, uh, you know, when I hit middle school, you know, the coach saw me, they're like, oh, you're playing football. I'm like, get your ass out there. I'm like, all right, cool. And, um, you know, it was uh, it was a good experience. And I did it for, you know, all through middle school, all through high school. And then I did it for, I only did it for a year in college. By that time, like, I was kind of done with it. But, um, you know, it was, it was a cool experience. And I think, um, you know, at the time, I wasn't really passionate about football. Like, I just enjoyed not shit out of people that was it like i just enjoyed just getting on the field getting dirty and just like roughing it up i was never super passionate about football i still don't really watch football i have friends that are like hey do you want to you know do uh you know get in our uh, fantasy league and i'm like no i'm never gonna keep up with my team like i'm not gonna watch it i don't like one i don't have time and two even if i did i'd probably be watching a movie or something like that so um but yeah i did that uh, all through middle school high school uh, a little bit in college and then uh, i transitioned to bodybuilding um, when I was uh, my like early early to mid twenties, um, I was working at GNC at the time. That's kind of how I got into supplements. I'd been in the fitness industry for several years. I started personal training when I was eighteen, um, so I've always been into fitness. And it was just you know I I turned it on in, in like twenty ten sort of training. Um, my first competition was twenty twelve, um, and my last competition was twenty fourteen. So I mean we can we can dive into that whole competition history, but um, that's that's pretty much the the nuts and bolts of it so um yeah man that's pretty fascinating so kind of diving into the gnc aspect and you know i you know we've all had that one friend or two that worked at gnc that would like hand out yeah, free yeah. supplements and whatnot but what was that experience like being exposed to like all of those different supplements especially back then where like i i mean man i don't know if you remember but like i remember drinking the protein shakes and just wanted to vomit them out they were <laughs> so bad compared to what's available today yeah. like what, what was that what was what aspects of that experience were was transformational for you um so that's really when i when i started dialing in like the diet the nutritional part of it like i'd always sure. known about it right like i like i said i started personal training when i was like 19, 18 or 19 somewhere around there um and i knew about the diet i would eat clean you know i'd count calories maybe do some macros and that was it but it was i was never super serious about it um, when I started working at GNC and I worked there for about five years, I think the biggest thing for me was I was just introduced to people who were, um, just embedded in the industry. You know, I, when I was growing up, I had friends that were active, um, but I never really got like that close circle of friends that like, we just went and hit the gym all the time. And, you know, we were just all about, you know, the gym life and, and being healthy. Like I was, I was really probably one of the only people in my friend group that was like really active and worked out. So when I got into GNC, it was like, you're surrounded by it. So not only are you like sitting there working with somebody who is, you know, interested in fitness, interested in health, um, but you have your suppliers that come in. So you get to talk to all the people that actually make the supplements and sell those supplements. 
Um, you get people that come in. So like bodybuilders would come in. You'd have like a, um, like triathletes come in. So you could talk to all, all these people from different walks of the athletic life, I guess. Um, and that's really when I started to get even more ingrained in like the science, right? I think before that it was more so like, I know the boxes to check, if that makes sense. Like I know what to do as a personal trainer. At the same time, I was, uh, you know, uh, doing my undergrad in kinesiology. So like I knew the, the physiological aspect of it. Um, I knew the boxes that I had to check if I wanted to lose weight, if I wanted to gain weight. But it wasn't until I was like fully just surrounded by that community when I really decided, okay, I'm going to hit it hard. I'm going to start really tuning in my diet. I'm going to not only count my macros and my calories, but I'm going to create a longer plan, you know, a six month plan to actually, you know, go from point A to point B to point C. That's when it all kind of came together for me, I think. It's cool. That was real cool. Is there any, any one particular supplement that you want to shout out to back in the day? Um, so yeah, actually it's, so it's the supplement it, it, you can't get anymore. Um, and it's, it's the supplement that kind of inspired me to create my, my post-workout Endure. Uh, and it was called Afterglow. It was by a company yeah. called Biorhythm and it was, it was a post-workout drink. It was, um, I think it had 30 grams of carbs, but it was all like cane sugar uh, 20 grams of protein. It was high in glutamine, high in BCAs. There was some cystis quadrangulus in there, like an herb for the joints. Um, and that was like by far like the best tasting post-workout I had ever had in my life. Like it was phenomenal. They had a watermelon flavor, a bazooka fruit. Um, and yeah, it was, it was awesome. So like when I was really, really training back in the day, um, and I recovering was no longer just um, you know, I, I want to feel better the next day. It was like, it's a necessity. Like you have to recover or you're not gonna be able to hit it at hundred percent tomorrow, period. Sure. Right? That was like my go-to. So. Yeah, no, totally, totally fair. I, in, in total humor, I was just fishing to see if you're going to say Jack 3D. No, I mean, I, I tried it back in the day. Right. And I think, um, you know, there was, there's one ingredient in it, right. That everyone was all about. And it was called one free dimethyl amylamine. And it was like, you could find it in other stuff too. Right. But like Jack was like the first one where it's like, not only do we have this caffeine in it, but we figured out a way around the ephedra ban because at the time that was right around the time when the FDA started cracking down on all these, um, I don't know what you would call them, like pro hormones. So like super drawl, um, there's a couple other, like torque was one of them. Uh, and then Ephedra was, you know, I think a couple of years before that. And gotcha. this company was like one of the first ones, if not the first one to put this compound, 1,3-dimethylamylamine into their, um, into their pre-workout. And after that, you saw a bunch of other companies do the same thing, but nobody did it nearly as well as Jack. It was like, they created a whole culture, I think, around that single product. So yeah, okay. I, I was a fan of Jack, but I mean. <laughs> okay, that was a great learning moment for me. I had no idea what it was. I just assumed that they somehow figured out how to like sneak cocaine into that because oh. I swear, I felt it like was, I could run through a wall when I did take it. It was literally that one ingredient. So other than that, they had, I think 200, I think about 200 milligrams of caffeine, maybe 300 sure, or so. Sure. They had a creatine monohydrate, so it wasn't like a crealkaline or an HCL or anything like that. It was just monohydrate creatine that had arginine in it. Back when everyone was still about, you know, arginine for nitric oxide production versus now everyone leans towards like L-citrulline. Um, but it was, that, it was that one ingredient, man, that one ingredient that put you over the edge. 
<laughs> Thank you for the science lesson on that because I truly had no idea. <laughs> Along those same lines, uh, are there any pre-workouts? I know you're not you're not a GNC anymore, but anything on your radar where you're like, uh, this this looks like it possibly could get banned or any or anything that's like, uh, I don't know what they're putting in this one. Um, you know, I, I don't keep up with the with the compounds as much anymore. Mm. I think they just they change. Like what what happens basically is you have compounds like that. And basically, they'll go in and like just tweak little pieces of it. So they'll add, you know, a carbon molecule here, or they'll change this ring to become something else. And I mean, that's that's all it is. Is they're just changing the molecular structure to be acceptable by you know the governing body. So I mean, I'm sure there's stuff out there that's close. It's never gonna be as good as like, the original stuff, but it's probably gonna be close. But I wow, I haven't that kept fascinating. Close, so. <laughs> that cool. that is definitely fascinating because I mean, like I'll just tell I'll just call it out it is. Like I have no clue when I look at a lot of the ingredients in the supplement list. So yeah, being able to understand that actually really helps a lot when I look at this now. Um <laughs> let's uh uh, let's we'll, we'll switch gears just slightly, and then um, we'll take a quick break after that. But what is your um, unless you you guys have anything else to hit on that, Jeff? Do you have any, anything else to I'm add? No, good there. Uh, well, so Alex, what is your current focus right now? I know you said potentially uh, competition in the future. Are you still training mostly bodybuilding style? No, no, not not at all. <laughs> so um, I, I, my my training focus right now it's you know I'm I'm 35 now. And, you know, when I was competing, I was in like my, my mid twenties. Um, I've got two kids, you know, I, I, future form is not my full-time job. I have a full-time job in it. So like, that's what I do. And now my, my focus is not so much looks, which is like, I used to be like, that's all I, the only reason why I worked out. Like I didn't care about my actual physical health. I just wanted to look really, really good. Um, and now it's completely shifted to where I just want to feel really good, you know, and I can, you can, there's, there's a, a difference, I think, in that mindset. So, you know, whereas I used to push it so hard every single day because I'm like, oh, I got to get that extra, that extra inch here. I got to drop that extra percent of body fat here. Now I'm just like, you know what? I just want to be able to move well. I want to be able to feel well. I want to be able to, you know, keep up with my kids, you know, and, and really it's just to set a good example for them. I want to be, you know, when they're coming of age to be able to start working out, I still want to be in good enough shape to where they can look at me for inspiration. Like that's, that's the goal that I have in mind. So like my style now is, um, you know, I, I, I do a lot more cardio than what I used to do. So I have a rower, you know, I have a garage gym here, which is where I'm, where I'm at right now. Uh, so nice. I have you know, a rower, a bike. I like to run. Um, I'll do like some kickboxing, um, and the kind of workouts that I do, I don't go really heavy anymore. Um, my, for one, my, my joints can't take it. Um, and for two, it's just, I don't need to go heavy, you know? So whereas I used to lift really heavy because I'm trying to gain strength and, um, you know, and, you know, go for hypertrophy. Now I'm just going to really maintain the muscle that I have, maybe build a little more, more here and there, but ultimately it's just to feel good. That's it. Love it. What, what would you say? Um, do you have a, like a, do you still do like the splits, like push pull split, or do you kind of have like more of like a full body routine that you do or? Yeah. So I think now, so I, I, I usually will do like one muscle group at a time. So I'll do like one day for chest and that's it. And then like the next day I might do like a total body routine. I'll go like a mile or two run. I'll come back, do some abs, do like some balance exercises. And then, you know, a couple of days later I'll do just back. 
Um, same thing after that, come back, do like a full body routine, and then I'll have one day just for legs. So it's really like those are my three focus focus areas is like back, chest, and then legs, and then everything else in between is kind of supplemental. So it's just it's really just about functional movement, right? And kind of going back to knees over toes guy. Like it's all about your range of motion. It's all about being able to move and be able to, um, you know, sustain whatever growth, you know, is, is coming your way, right? Because you can build muscle, but if you don't have a, a uh, you know, a, a functional core, um, if you if you have joints that aren't stable, you're going to end up injuring yourself at one point or another. And I've already gone through enough sports injuries to, you know, to have learned my lesson there where I take the time now to really incorporate that functional training into my routine so that I don't get injured. Yeah, that sounds like a great way to do it. You're pretty much hitting everything with that. I like it. I like that that's a lot. Right. That, that's when I actually get a chance to work out. Like there, there are weeks, <laughs> I will admit, when it's like, you know, if I can get like one run in, like that's it. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's like, you know. It's got to get in where you can. Dad life is a struggle. It is. It is. <laughs> um, uh, so let's, um, maybe let's take a quick break. And then when we return, uh, we'll really dive into uh, future form. Sure. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, sweet deal. We are back. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> Good break, guys. All right, so uh, next topic we want to get into is uh, future form. So I guess we can start off with, uh, I guess, what, what drove you? Uh, what's the why? Um, why did you end up creating the, uh, the brand itself? Yeah. So um, I'm going to try not to give you like a long-winded answer, and I wish it was more interesting. Um, I think the truth of it is that, you know, I, I started building the company about a year ago, right? So it was about a year and a half or so into the pandemic. Um, I think the chief reason why I wanted to just start a company, I'll start there and we'll kind of shift into the brand, right? Um, why I want to start a supplement company is because, you know, I mentioned earlier that I, you know, I, I work in IT now, right? So I was personal trainer for, um, you know, 10 years. So I did, uh, training in commercial environments, uh, private, you know, I had my own uh, private personal training business. And then I eventually went to a, a corporate place and, you know, trained there. Um, and then I got out of it in 2016, 2016, 2017. And um, I just, I missed it. I missed being around those people. And I swear, like I've worked in a couple different organizations since then. And I have never been part of like a community or felt like the same camaraderie that I did when I was in the fitness industry. So I think that's like the first thing that just drew me back because I was like, I just, I want to get back into that community. I like being in that industry um, and just in starting a supplement company was something that I've always wanted to do. Um, you know, I, I started a, a uh, uh, an in-home personal training business, you know, many years ago. Um, I had a, a fitness website called Texas Fit Life back in the day. Um, and I always wanted to start the company, but I just, I never had like the capital or the time. That was another thing. I never had the time as well. So um, I started Future Form because it was just the point where I was like, you know what, if I don't do it, like, I'm just never going to do it. Like, I just, I, I just want to just do it. And it was the timing I think was right because, you know, I had a little bit more free time, you know, we're coming out of the, the pandemic there. And um, I, I was at the point where, I actually, it's funny, I mentioned it earlier, but I started training again much harder than I had been and you know, at the early stages of the pandemic. And I actually went out and looked for Afterglow. 
the product that I was mentioning earlier. Um, and I was like, oh, cool. Like I'm starting to get serious about it again. Like I, I need to recover. Otherwise I'm not going to do this tomorrow. And I couldn't find it. And, you know, I, I looked around for something like it and I couldn't find anything that was remotely like it. So that was like the first thing where I was like, hey, I, I want to get back in the industry. I can't find I like this product. And like my wife about it and she was like, do it, just do it. So that was really like the only impetus to me creating future form is I just, I, I wanted to build something. Um, I, I saw and need something that I thought was a really, really great product that you couldn't find anymore. Um, and I just, I just went after it and that was it. And, you know, uh, about a year or so later we went live, which was like this March and it's, it's, it's been great. I mean, I'm here talking to you guys. So I've obviously been able to like get back in the community and, and start getting surrounded with people that are, you know, of the same mindset again. So, you know, I, I'm really glad that worked out. And I mean, honestly, it's like, it's just like the best feeling to create something and have somebody buy it one. That's, that's great too, but have them use it and be like, man, this stuff's awesome. Like just, it's, it, it's just a really, really cool feeling. So that was, that was the whole reason why I got back into the industry. Um, as far as the brand goes, um, you know, future form, I, I will say when I was trying to come up with company names, I struggled so much. Um, and ultimately the name future form came from just like a mindset that I had, uh, that I adopted when I was, um, competing and, and bodybuilding. And, um, again, I'm, I'm going to try not to be long winded or nerd out here, but, um, there was a, there, there's a theory called many worlds theory. And basically I, I see Matt shaking your head. I don't know if you've heard it before, but. No, Mid but I, I like it. It circles back to what we were talking about earlier. <laughs> it does, man. I, I told you, I, I'm a huge nerd. So the many worlds theory basically implies that whenever you make a choice or like a decision, um, ask this girl out or don't ask her out, uh, go to college, go to trade school. Uh, what in fact happens is both outcomes happen. So you, in fact, do both things and they split off into different realities, Right. So the, the mindset that I used to have when I was bodybuilding was that I've already won the competition. It's done. I know it's possible because I know that I have the ability to make all of the right choices. And inevitably, those choices will lead me down a path to where I've created the body that will win this competition. So in my mind, what it did is it removed the doubt. Right. I think that's like one of the things that keeps people from starting something or kind of um, just brings more challenges along the way is, well, I could put in all this work and it may not work out. It may not pan out. I may still not win. I may get crushed by my opponents. Right. So in my mind, there was no doubt. I've already won. Like the body that needs to be present to be able to win the title, it's already created. All I have to do is make the right choices and eventually it will lead to the future form that will win the title. And that was the mindset. And that's, you know, why I called the company future form, because it's all about, it's not about the present and what I do right now in the gym, it's not going to matter tomorrow. I'm going to be sore tomorrow, but ultimately it's about building the future form. And it could look any number of different ways. You could build your future form to be uh, a bodybuilder, or you could build it to excel at CrossFit, or you could build it to, I don't know, be a world champion kickboxer. It doesn't matter. The fact is that, you can do it. It's already been done, right? 
It's just a matter of making those right choices to ensure that that form gets created. So that's kind of where I came up with the brand name. And again, not to nerd out, but that's, <laughs> that was, no, I, I, used to I love it. So I love it. I think it's absolutely fascinating. And yeah. that's all, that's a really cool way to look at it too. Yeah. 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 That's unreal to be able to basically you flip the switch in your mind of like, okay, I'm, I know I can do this. And yeah. it's not, and it's not even that you're like, you're saying that it's like, you actually believe it, which is huge. Like, yeah, all the actions that. will follow. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think that goes back to like the science part and why I had such an interest in it at the time is because, you know, you can, I think for me, bodybuilding is like 98% mental. I think 2% physical, like that's <laughs> true. Right. And, sure. you know, I, I think for me, just bringing like that, um, that aspect of truth to it, right? Because like, I, like when I read things like the elegant universe or like, listen, like Neil deGrasse Tyson, I mean, there's like, there's science and experiments and like, you know, the, the scientific theory, these things have been tested. It's not just a theory anymore or a like mindset that somebody made up to put on Instagram meme. It's like the culmination of hundreds and hundreds of years of scientific research. So it was a lot easier for me to believe this theory of many worlds when, you know, it had a scientific premise to it. And, uh, you know, when I used to compete, that was, that was the mindset that got me to the finish line, right? Like I did it, you know, three times and I, you know, I placed top three twice. And I mean, I think the difference in the times that I placed and the times that I didn't place was like the mindset, hundred percent, the mindset. And that's, that's awesome. I mean, that definitely, from from the the crossfit field that's going to speak to you know almost every single one of your clients because that is the world of crossfit is the choice you make the choice you don't make and making sure that you execute so that's huge that's right yeah i love that um we'll we'll shift gears just slightly um onto the next point but that was fantastic so um with future form uh just want to know like what are, what are some of your goals maybe um your nutritional goals like what where do you want to kind of like set yourself apart um and maybe just business goals in the future yeah um so i think from like a nutritional standpoint um you know i don't necessarily it, it, that's kind of a hard question to answer like nutritional goals right i think um one we have a, a really good product or a couple of really good products but i want to continue to expand that and i want our products to be tested and proven by athletes right that's really our, our the whole line that was developed is not necessarily for i want to say like joshmo right like there there are certain products i think that you can take and they may give you some benefit they may not uh and if you're not a dedicated athlete you can take it and still see some benefit like this is not for that this is for athletes right so i want i want my products to be like the pinnacle of athletic performance. And, you know, that's, that's really what I designed Endure to, to be is, you know, something that is like truly like the best on the market, which I, I true to form believe. Um, so as far as like nutritional goals, I just, I want to keep creating products and keep, you know, I may even tweak the product, um, you know, based on lessons learned and, and, and customer feedback over the years to come. But I just want our products to continue to get better. And I want our products to fuel like the best athletes in the world. Like that's it. That's like the nutritional goal is I want our products to fuel the best athletes in the world. Um, from, from a business perspective, as far as, you know, what our goals are as a company, 
Um, one, right now, and again, we've only been live for like five months, right? So we're, we're pretty young you know, in our infancy. Um, I, I want our products to be in brick and mortar retail stores, right? Right now we're just we're 100% online, 100% e-commerce, but I want us to be found in, in retail stores and be recognizable. Um, I want people to be able to walk into a GNC or a Houston or whatever, and you know, see the label and say, "Oh, that's Future Form." Like I've, you know, I know so and so that takes this and you know, says it's a great product, and you know, pick it up and you know, take it, and then let them go, you know, see how great it is for them. Um, but I also want to start creating, you know, and this is probably like a year or so down the line, but I want us to create more products, um, better products. Right now, I think we have maybe uh, a dozen SKUs, maybe 15 SKUs or so. We have, you know, our, our post-workout or our inter-post-workout. We have BCAs, energy aminos, uh, whey protein. But, um, you know, as, as we've seen over the past decade, like the industry continues to evolve. New studies come out like every single day. New compounds are created. And I just, you know, I want to continue to be at the forefront of that and help drive what the industry looks like. So, yeah. Sure. That's fascinating. And definitely as an athlete, I can speak to Endure. I love that. That's a great product. It's been awesome. Uh, and being able to use it and, and also add it to just, you know, the routine of supplements that I take in general, um, which to that point, I did have a question about like, you know, going back and tweaking things. What does your process look like, you know, that you're kind of looking at for tweaking uh, supplementation and kind of like what works, what doesn't work. Like, what, how do you go about that? What's your drawing board look like? Yeah. So, you know, I'll use Endure as an example. So like when I was creating Endure, I already had kind of a, a template in mind. It was based off of that, you know, that product that's, you know, that I previously had. And, um, you know, I, I draw a lot of the, the formulation from previous research and previous studies. And there was one paper, um, and I, I, um, I cannot remember, um, who published it but basically it was like the four r's of exercise recovery and it was um you know they talk about uh, rest they talk about hydration they talk about carbohydrates and, and i forget the last one but that was kind of the driver so i i did a ton of research on that um when i engaged the manufacturer um you know for our product i already had an idea i was like okay this is what i wanted to do you know it, it needs to be something that can be used either while you're working out to help push you through the rest of your workout or something to help you recover um, refueling glycogen stores is a must, so I need to have some form of carbohydrate in there. And I talked to the manufacturer about, you know, what kind of carbohydrates they offered, what the industry is using. Um, so it was it was really a back and forth between me and the manufacturer that I use. They have um, you know advisors that that work for them, so they took what I had kind of envisioned, and they kind of you know grounded me in reality and said, okay, this is what you know this is what the industry is is leaning towards. This is what we have. Um, you know, this is what we can get if we don't have the ingredients, so, you know, we'll, we'll go and get this. And they really helped, you know, guide me towards, you know, the end product of it. Um, so, again, I think just looking at past research studies is like the main driver. So I don't create anything um, or really I don't carry anything that hasn't been researched and studied, period. And if you go to you know, our website um, and you go look at the, uh, the key ingredients, so it, I've listed basically like research studies of, of all these ingredients that, that, uh, you know, we based, uh, we based our formulation on. So I think that's number one. And as far as tweaking it goes, it's going to be based on the science. So, you know, next year, if they come out and say, Hey, we, you know, we did this, this new study that says that, I don't know, molecule X, Y, Z has been proven to, you know, increase nitric oxide levels, you know, 120% more than traditional citrulline. 
then okay, cool. Like what other studies you got? And then, you know, that's when we may start tweaking the formula to accommodate for this new for this new research. So I think it's most of the research, but also, um, and this is more from like a, uh, I don't know what you would call it, a circumstantial uh, evidence, right? Um, you know, that would be athlete feedback. But in order for us to get that athlete feedback, we just I, I need a lot more of that feedback. Well, I, I've been getting a lot of good positive feedback, um, but I just need more of it. And, I, and, and I, I need more of it from like elite athletes. Um, so yeah, those two things, man, it's just the customer feedback and, and the research that continues to, to happen and, and the studies that continue to, to get published. This is fantastic. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking on your website right now and you have the key ingredients listed in pretty much like, I would say not, I don't know how much layman terms, but like athlete terms, like an athlete could look at this and say like, Oh, this is what I, this is what I like. Someone interested in fitness could look at this. And, and then you also have just literally the sources to PubMed just listed there. Which is yeah. I don't I've never seen us off on the website do this. This is fantastic. That's, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Even even to that point, and and Matt and I kind of joke about this pretty frequently. My fiance is crazy when it comes to the ingredient lists of many products, and it's something that's become even more and more prevalent, you know, across different you know Instagram platforms or YouTube platforms, you know, where everybody's talking about the content uh, of you know, different supplements and different foods and this and that. And, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, Kraft and all those major companies have become a huge target for people to go after, you know, what, what has that been like for you? Because you know, that was one of the first things we looked at when we were checking out your protein and, you know, shockingly enough, yours is literally the second protein I've seen my fiance actually approve of in probably the last three years. So I'm, I'm blown away by this and I'm talking, you know, brands like SFH, Ascent, you know, the commonly known brands in the CrossFit world are just not it. Uh, like she wouldn't even feed them to her dog. And so, <laughs> you know, and she's very aggressive in that. And that's, you know, part of it is, you know, I respect her dearly for that because, you know, she is not willing to cave on that. And, and so it really meant a lot to me though, when we, when we got your protein, we were looking at it and she said, yeah, no, this is, this is good to go. So I'm curious, you know, what, what's that process look like? Because I mean, obviously, you know, sorting through all the millions of different ingredients that you could add, all the different, you know, fillers that could be there, all the different flavor profiles, all the different sweeteners, you know, how, how did you go about that process of really working through that? Yeah. So, I mean, candidly, like whey protein was not, it was, it was never intended to be like our staple product. Um, you know, whey protein is something I think that's expected. Like if you're going to have a supplement company, like you need to carry whey protein. Right. So, um, you know, my thought on that is like, I'm not going to create something or recommend something to anybody that I wouldn't take myself. And, you know, you mentioned a couple of things when they're like fillers and I don't want to, I don't want to bad mouth other companies. Right. But I know there was like some, we'll, we'll just say this, there are specific companies that have red jars and red labels and <laughs> probably have no idea who I'm talking about, right? But they have a protein that tastes really, really freaking good. And I used to rail on it all the time because I used to have people coming in and, you know, and, and pick it up because it's a really well-known brand and, and come and say, oh, like it tastes awesome. Hey, I'm not going to argue. It tastes really, really good. But if you go and look on the back of the label and you actually do the math. So there's the kind of two parts of it, right? The, the first part is you do the math. So you look at like the grams of protein, the grams of carbohydrates, the grams of fat, and then you look at the total net weight of that protein. 
And you'll see that the protein only makes up like 60% of the actual net weight, which tells me that there's a lot of other shit in there. So that's like the first part. And then the second part is when you go look at the ingredient list, you'll see other things like maltodextrin, guar gum, and again, fillers, as you said, that add to the taste and consistency. So like when, when, you know, creating it, it was really all about like, let's keep it as simple as possible. Like there's a couple of criteria that it has to meet, right? Like it has to be, um, you know, it has to come from, from a good source, right? So whey isolate, whey, um, and whey protein concentrate. Um, it has to taste good. Otherwise you'll never sell it. Um, but, and it, and it has to, it has to be filler free. So ours is like hundred percent natural. Again, there's, I can probably count the number of ingredients on, on, on my two hands, right? It's like, you know, whey protein. Um, I think there's some, uh, some, some fiber extract in there, MCTs. I mean, it's, it's a really, really basic protein and all the sweeteners are natural. So like stevia leaf, things like that. Um, so it's, it's really just about creating something that's simple, but effective that also tastes good. Absolutely. And for anybody else with a sensitive stomach out there, like I do, it actually did not upset my stomach at all. Good. Good. Yeah. And check out our vegan protein too. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not a vegan. I, you know, my, my sister's a vegan and I have, you know, vegetarian and vegan friends. Um, but our, our vegan protein is awesome. It's like, a, it's a brown rice and pea protein. Um, and it's, you know, it's loaded with fiber. It's got uh, medium chain triglycerides in it as well. And again, not vegan, but I, I still love the flavor of it. And again, it's the, the same concept. Keep it simple, make it taste good. And, you know, just, you know, keep the fillers out. It's fantastic. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the actual flavor of vegan. I just think it tastes, some people say, it's like, Oh, it's, it's too chalky, whatever. But I'm like, I, I really like that. Just the way it tastes. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a natural earthy flavor. Yeah. Uh, describe it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I know we kind of mentioned this a little bit already, but um, what's what sports are you currently involved in? Uh, maybe some of the affiliates and or in what sports would you like to uh, expand to? Yeah. So like right now, our, we have two sponsored athletes. Um, one is, is is a CrossFit athlete and the other is, is MMA. So um, again, I, I try to focus on, um, you know, elite athletes and, and I look at our products, like our pre-workout and our post-workout as, as being kind of the benchmark of like where, you know, what kind of sports we should get into. Cause I think something like whey protein, the vegan protein, you know, I, I mentioned earlier, like this brand was created for athletes, but those two things, I mean, you can literally take those, you know, and just be your, you know, average joke. Um, just to get your daily protein intake. So uh, I was really looking at the sports that would benefit most from like the pre and post workout that we make. Um, and those are sports where it's going to be um, higher intensity, where you're going to have very, very short breaks, um, very short interval breaks. So you're thinking again, CrossFit, MMA, um, even like some triathletes could probably benefit from it as well. But the way that, that Endura is designed, it's really designed to be able to hit a couple different um, um energy production mechanisms. So you'll see the creatine um, hydrochloride in there, right? So now you're capitalizing on the ATP CP pathway where I need to generate a lot of energy in a very short amount of time. And I'm not gonna be able to do that effectively for very long with just carbohydrates. So we have the creatine in there to help generate that short-term ATP. We have the, um, the highly branched cluster dextrin in there to help with the anaerobic and aerobic glycolysis to actually provide you with, uh, you know, breaking down those carbs into, into ATP to use for, for your energy. And then we also have things like glycerol and, and BCA so that when you do start reaching that, um, I won't say catabolic state, but when you've gone through like your carbohydrate stores, 
um, that's going to help you know power you through uh, by being able to break down those BCAs as a form of energy uh, rather than eat away your muscle tissue. So as far as the areas that I want to focus on, it's still just going to be CrossFit, MMA, and maybe a little bit of triathletes. I think that there may be some application in other sports like football. Um, I think the challenge with that is when you get into like those kind of organized sports, there are specific organizations that um, that it, it becomes a, it becomes a lot more dicey because of more governing bodies in things like NFL. Now, all that to say, we should we won't have any problems with that, right? We don't have any banned substances in in any of our products at all. Um, you know, we we send everything over to a, a third party testing facility down in Florida before we release anything to the public. So everything's been tested, like it's it's banned substance free. But it's just trying to get into that market when you're dealing with these governing bodies and trying to get sponsorships um, for like football players, things like that, it just becomes a little bit more difficult. Um, so yeah, eventually maybe maybe those kinds of sports, uh, but for right now, I mean, I'm happy where we're at. CrossFit, MMA, you guys are great people, so. <laughs> so, so to, that, to that point, for any CrossFitters listening, uh, using future form eliminates the need to have that, that world famous excuse of, I had no idea the substance was in there. <laughs> That's right. I, yeah, I, I guarantee you, you will not pop positive on anything. There's nothing in it that's banned. So you guys are you're good. That that has become the most common phrase in CrossFit over the last three years. I mean, literally, so many teams from um, uh, the South Africa or the South Africa semifinal this year popped that they were down to the fifth place team trying to get them to go to the games. Wow. So the first four teams had somebody pop for a banned substance. So, I mean, that this, this has become an issue that's so prevalent in the sport that it, it's going to get steadily worse. But, you know, the reality is people need brands like this to be able to, you know, keep them from having to worry about that. Because obviously, you know, as an athlete, everybody can always make the argument, hey, you can go get your products third-party tested. But, you know, let's call it what it is. They're, CrossFit's a growing sport. People don't have the kind of money to be able to do that or the time to do that. So, you know, be able to have a brand that you can trust like this, that's, that's huge. For sure, for sure. Yeah, and if you walk into like a, you know, any supplement store, um, you know, there's things that they can legally carry, um, you know, as a, just a dietary supplement that still may be considered banned substances by like WADA. Right. So it's, it's, in the, and they're not going to come out and just tell you like, oh, by the way, this has got a banned substance in it. So just, you know, watch your back. Like it's, you know, it is what it is. So you, yeah, you got to be really careful with, with what you ingest nowadays. Absolutely. Yeah. That's actually something I've become a lot more aware of with WADA. I didn't even realize pseudoephedrine is a banned substance yep. with WADA. Yep. So yeah, don't, don't take any, any, uh, uh, <laughs> any like pseudoephed the, the day before you go to a competition. Cause yeah, you can yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to mention that earlier when you're talking about ephedrine because I, I had a sinus infection maybe like two months ago and I ended up taking that and I'm like, wow, I feel like I could run through a wall right now. <laughs> yeah, so there used to be actually, uh, what was it called, um, an ECA stack uh, and it was ephedra, caffeine, and aspirin and it was like the three things that you can go to Walgreens and, and get over the counter. Of course, it's banned, but I mean, it doesn't mean I can't just go down to the drugstore and get it and I mean, all you ask for is uh, like, like bronchade. Um, bronchate or like something else that's like they're um, what are they called not vasodilators but um, bronchiodilators um, a oh, lot okay. of those things that they use for like people that that, that treat asthma they're yeah. so butyrol yeah yeah right right <laughs> yeah. gotcha so I gotta hey. be careful yeah makes sense. that's fascinating um 
so we got time for let's go one more question and then um we'll do our wrap up so um how about we kind of talked about this already uh biggest challenges uh being in the supplement industry i don't know if there's anything else you want to kind of touch on um just like roadblocks and barriers that are that are coming up um with this type of injury or uh industry Um... I think there, there's been two. So this whole thing's been a, a huge learning experience for me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was in the industry for, for a very long time. This is my first time, I think, like on this side of it. Um, I, I think that the two major challenges that, that we've come up against, the first has been supply chain. That was, and, and I think it was probably a timing thing, right? But like finding not the ingredients, but like the, the packaging, uh, protein bottles were really, really hard to come by at first. So the supply chain has definitely made it, I think, a little bit more difficult, and it's also made everything more expensive, right? So I think that's that was the number one thing that's that you know I found out when I started it is you know supply chain issues are, are definitely going to have an impact on your, your bottom line, your business, your ability to be able to create inventory. Um, and I think the second thing, and this is probably probably very well known, if it's not, it should be, but uh, it's just the competition. There are so many companies out there. Um, you know, that's, uh, you know, some that have been around for a very long time, some that are, you know, newer like mine. And I think, you know, when you're looking at, um, at, you know, how to, how to market yourself, how to brand yourself and and really trying to get out there, um, you know, spending, let's say $10,000 on digital ads is nothing because you have companies out there like first form or like muscle farm that'll throw you know, a hundred grand at like an advertising campaign without blinking an eye. So I think that's, that's really why I have tried to grow our brand through like these grassroots uh, relationships and conversations and really just, you know, trying to grow our, our network of people that we maintain good relationships with. And, and hopefully, you know, it'll spread through word of mouth because like, there's no way we can compete with those, you know, larger companies like muscle tech or, you know, it wasn't named before, but um, I think that was something where that, I was aware of the competition, but I wasn't acutely aware of, of how much, you know, our business strategy would be affected by, you know, these huge players in the game. And I really had to adjust, um, you know, how to get the products out there and into the right hands after coming onto the scene and realizing, oh, like, there's no way we can compete from a um, marketing or advertising standpoint. You, you've got to get in there and build relationships. That's like the number one thing that I've learned through this whole process. Is it's all about relationships. Yeah. The hustle is real. Yep. Cool. Well said. Um, all right. So we, we will start our wrap up here. So um, kind of three points that we like to leave off on. Uh, two of them are anything in store for the future coming up that you're excited about um, slash anything else you want to plug. I mean, obviously future form is the big plug here. Um, and then our last question, give you a little time to think about it is um, the way I describe it is if you could, this is from Tim Ferriss, by the way, too, I stole it directly from him, but that's another you, great, yeah, another good author. <laughs> um, if you could put one quote mantra or saying on a billboard, so I don't know what your major highway is in uh is Indiana, right? Indiana, right? Indiana, and I've only lived for a year, so I barely know the major <laughs> highways. But yeah, I think 69 is like the one that, that's closest to me. So yeah. All right. Um, and so basically the, the way to describe it is um on your billboard, you get to kind of basically um put something like a favorite quote mantra saying to your community, something maybe to inspire or um just maybe a favorite uh, quote of yours. So but we'll start off with um anything in store for the future, anything coming up that you're excited about. 
Um, yeah, so I mean, we're we're expanding our, our sponsorship program. So we're we're talking to a couple more athletes that uh, that I am really excited about working with, uh, and then we're also working on a couple new products. And I don't want to you know give anything away yet, but yeah, we are working on a couple products. So in the next probably two three months, um, you'll see uh, you know at least two more SKUs come up on our on our site. So uh, you know keep an eye out for those. Um, yeah, I think those are the two big things that, that we're working towards in the near future. Um, mm-hmm. As far as, as what to plug, um, I, I will give a shout out to, you know, one of our current spots, sponsored athletes. Uh, his name is Joe Marietti or Yeti as, as he's, you know, widely known. Um, he, he's just been such a great partner to us. You know, he was, um, you know, the, the second athlete that we've sponsored so far. Um, just his attitude, the way that he, you know, approaches, um, you know, just the, his, his relationships and, uh, I think that's actually how, you know, Jeff and I uh, were able to get connected is, is through, through Joel, Joel. Yeah. So, um, you know, I just want to give him a shout out and just, you know, I, I really appreciate uh, his partnership and, and friendship and, uh, you know, look forward to continue working with him for, for, you know, long time. It's awesome. He's a tremendous athlete. He's definitely a great person to work with. Yeah. He's, he's awesome. Cool. And then as far as the, the billboard statement goes, I'm, I'm still going to plug future form. And I'm just going to say, like, find your future form. It's out there. All, all you got to do is make the right choices and find it. That's it. Love it. Awesome. That's perfect. You, you've dropped some knowledge bombs on us today. I really enjoyed this. <laughs> thank you so much, Alex. <laughs> yeah, yeah that was fascinating. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. That was a fantastic conversation. Thank you so, so much. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Cool. All right. Well, Rody Strength, we're signing off. <laughs>